My name's Brian, and today is Thursday, August 10th, 2023, and this is another episode of Lots to Talk About. And my guest this evening is a returning to the show. He has recently overcome a huge fear and is also helping others build skills and at the same time build community. Here to catch up on what's going on with HipCamp, uh, overcoming those fears, building skills and community. Uh, and just catch up on everything that's uh, everything with Mr. Norton. Uh, I would like to welcome back to lots to talk about old scramble and himself, Brian Norton. How's it going, hey, man? Hey, how are you? Another day, another day. Ha, 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 ha. I'm uh, I'm trying to load up some great stuff into the chatness. Uh, um, I'm posting a bunch of links to like everything we're going to talk about. So, okay, go to the thing and you'll see them people yeah I, I just take every day i uh i finish my french press and then i think about making it to waking up the next morning so i can make another one so that's that's kind of how my day goes <laughs> it's yeah it okay <laughs> i'm turbocharged fyi <laughs> doo, doo, doo. oh man oh man that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, isn't it like four o'clock in the afternoon there yeah, I yeah, I started breaking my no coffee past the rehab it. Uh it, oh yeah, did you see that post the other day about she tricked me on accident? She didn't even know, so it was double blind that I tried my own decaf and I was like, fuck, that is good. I'm like, I know you switched hoppers down there because this isn't Brian's blend. But whatever's in here is great. She's like, oh, it was dark roast. I'm like, yeah, I know it's dark. I like, I'll figure it out later. And we're Half a day later, I loop back and I look, and there's the like dangly coming off the side that clearly says decaf. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that Swiss water, uh, fair trade organic Colombian decaf is seriously, it's the shit. It matches the other coffee exactly. It is no compromise. So, you can, you can get that in a light roast. You can, it's just you a bean. Can roast that light. I know, but you can, any is, way you want, good light. Um, I've actually, the way I drink that is medium. Um, but yeah, I don't drink, uh, yeah, you could do the same thing, but there would be, what would be the point? You're not, a Colombian's not maximally flavorful at light. You're doing that to get more Very caffeine true. usually. Well, so, I mean, yeah, that, it, that's just me. That's just me. And I don't like that. Not going, I don't like that burnt stuff either. So no, no. Yeah. But there's the curve of, uh, Heavy. of like light into heavy body and then the body goes away as the dark comes on yeah it's just, it's a double curve really well anyway anyway i uh i have this that i pulled out on another feed i don't think you've actually been on lots to talk about i think you were back on coffee with brian when uh when i was old school in the morning interviews i don't think you've done an evening interview um introduce yourself to the audience uh brian norton uh aka scramblin <laughs> foodforestfarms.com uh yeah yeah uh scrambling is uh okay that's because i used to just school people when i was a corporate sales prick wearing a suit and tie and all that and uh you know business will get done on the golf course and i'd always like look like i was in trouble in the woods and then like double down the bet and then just boom take them for money so yeah or whatever was going down uh so, you know, AKA scrambling. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I sent you that note the other day about, Hey, you know, this all fucking started like, I don't know, 13 years ago when Jack just railed one day, Jack's Spiritual survival podcast about not being a pussy and whatever your dream was, if it wasn't going to get you locked up in jail, like pretty much for certain fucking do it. Just like pretty it. much for certain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they got to throw the probability mixer in there. These days you could get just chucked in jail for having a bad opinion in some places or dressing the wrong way. So fuck. Thank I you. mean, yeah. And I mean, I had a nice job, Ooh, a corner office in a big fancy billion dollar coffee company. Uh, yeah. But I had like, I had already ejected myself out of the building. If you want to hear that whole story, listen to one of my old podcasts. Um, 
and I was working out of my house. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, fuck it. I have been growing weed, cannabis sativa, actual medicine, not bullshit symptom covering upping for since I got to college. Like, the first time I got out of the fucking dorm and had a place, it was on like Donkey Kong. I mean, we're talking old four foot T40s that like, ah, it was horrible. But it was better than the Mexican brickweed that was sprayed with Agent Orange by our own government to intentionally fucking kill Americans. Intentionally look that shit up. Right. So I was like, uh, I don't want to intentionally eat death from Mexico. So maybe I should learn how to grow this shit. So like, because once I smoked it, I totally got the ping. Okay, that Reagan bitch is lying. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am fucking smarter than all these people in my class. And now I can focus like a laser beam, right? Without being drugged with like speed. So, yeah, once I hit that and turbo boosted everything in my entire life to like, holy shit, I can focus now. Boom, it was on. So yeah, once I found out the whole thing you know, was a lie. I think of scrambling, the word I think of is focused. Right. It looks like I'm not focused if you're not paying attention. I focus on <laughs> a lot of things and I hop around, but when I'm focused on the thing, it's like a fucking laser. I get piece. you. I get you. I, I understand there's uh, there's multiple focus in a in a laser. Right, yeah, and you can then you can move the mirror and change focus. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to get the love lasers. Uh, but the uh, we'll, we'll loop back to that. Um, yeah, just uh, whatever. Just so he was like, "Do what you fucking love," and really, I loved cannabis for sure. I mean, even through a whole 25 year corporate suit and tie bullshit career, I smoked weed like every day, every day. Yeah, it it is. I don't know. We have an endocannabinoidal system on board us innately as humans and CB1 and CB2 receptors in different parts of the body to do different things. And sorry, FDA, you can really come suck it. They are in us. They're cells. He they sits behind things. the goalposts at the Seattle Seahawks games. Come and suck it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be there tonight at five o'clock for the home fucking opener. The squirrel will be in my seat. But when the goalposts are like this and they're kicking up to downtown right here, right there, you will see the squirrel. <laughs> and if you're any single ladies, come to Seattle. The squirrel will take you to a game. you got to be so, a true football fan. Oh, squirrels squirrels on the prowl with a, with an extra ticket, huh? He's always on the prowl, but you can't be like a chick who like pretends to like football to go with him because you'll want to shoot yourself in the first 10 minutes. Does he does he quiz them before they go? No, but you have to like hold up a conversation on like who got traded to whom and probably where they went to fucking high school. And I don't like it just sounds like this to me. I'm like, what's the line? What's the is the is it raining there? Like was there a fire alarm pulled last night at the hotel? Like I want to oh, know the nice. real shit. Nice. So oh. so you uh so you quit the big corporate gig and, and yeah. went and started growing weed for people. Yeah, doing no how doing uh, there was another dude who was like, yeah, F this with like big corporate electronics at the same time, like engineer guy. And he was like, fuck this. He got the same realization, like I can't work for evil anymore. Like Fuck it, I've made it this far. Let's do some good. We were like high five and white guys. Like, let's do it. So cannabis genetics, right? Like, if you understand how complicated it is, they can't model it. That's why they can't disparage it properly at all, because they don't even understand. There's 125 different cannabinoids in the plant itself in a cannabis plant, in a hemp plant, whatever the fuck you want to call it, wherever you're standing at that time of day. <laughs> so if you talk about a 125 pin lock and any of those pins can be set one to 10 times 125, 
the combinations are in the trillions. Like they they haven't even figured out what about ninety of those cannabinoids are. Like they don't have a name for them. They haven't scientifically called them. Like they know a black hole exists by doing the math, right? And then they like mathematically were like, "Fuck, we know black holes exist because the math." But we oh, I'm, oh, there's what they find, right? So the cannabinoids are the same way. They know there's around 125 of them. They still don't know what they are, but they can definitely tell you they don't work and they're bad for you. <laughs> and we need to make them illegal. What? What? Right. So, yeah. So, once you understand when people are like, oh, this does, this one works for me. This works like, boom, you found your plant. You're a soulmate. It's random fucking chance at this point. Like, there's so many genetics of so many different types. People want to treat things. That's why they go to the dispensaries and say, like, I need help sleeping. Oh, now there's CBN that they just found out. Like, that is a sleep molecule. You take that, you are going to sleep. Not helping prevent, treat, or cure any disease. So, <laughs> so, it does so anyway, you, you, you helped a lot of patients. Why? Why? Yeah. Um, so, you were in coffee though, but you I went to in, weed. Yeah. Okay. This is a whole like it ties in all the way around. The last coffee place I worked was a giant, like we owned seed to cup. We owned the nursery, the farm, the mill, and everything. So we did coffee genetics, right? And all the import, all the farming. So I got to see actual permaculture. Well, at the same time, Jack really got into permaculture. He got me into it too, because it's the, it's a fucking awesome design science for companies, for life. For, for everything. <laughs> it's not just gardening, folks. <laughs> no, God, no. Uh, gardening's like, okay, okay. You want to like, uh, you want me to like throw it back down into first. We talk some gardening shit. But yeah, like every single thing has to have three purposes to fucking exist in my system. Like I have to be able to tell you why that thing exists or it shouldn't be there. I should simplify it. So yeah, it it's brutal. Uh, but it helps you like figure things out and i the guy that ran the farm and built the whole system was like german like cranes run on time and right he treated the workers like gold and paid them well and took care of shit because he wanted him to take care of the trees better than any other workers on any other farms and it just looped around so he made how he did made, that how did that survive with a with a corporate coffee company though at the end, when it got merged, I was out, and I never looked back at the very end. Um, so that that like really can't survive that that old school mentality. It just can't survive in that that model. Well, yeah, it was it was highly profitable because you're talking about selling. Like we were talking earlier, like coffee is the second largest traded commodity on the globe. Right. So you got this giant, like trillions of dollars traded. Specialty coffee above 80 Q graded is the top, top. That's 3%. And the big top is huge Starbucks, Keats, Caribou, people that buy graded, scored above 80 coffees. So that market is gigantic, like Panera Bread, uh, McDonald's Espresso Program. They buy effing cubic metric tons of coffee. So the deal is coffee in general, the whole triangle's growing, right? And the top's growing, but it takes trees six years to produce anything. So there's a global war to grab farms that are already existing, that have identified good genetics that just aren't being managed, right? And send your management team in to kind of quasi take over, but not take over. You're getting all the input. So you train them so if they effed with that whole ecosphere too much it would really crash it and you're getting twice or three times the dollars out of the same hectares of space and you're only inputting 50 percent more so you're 3xing your top side right and you're you're 50 percenting your it's highly profitable. So, so yeah. If, if you saw if you saw all this and you have all this coffee knowledge, why the why the fuck did you just go grow weed? 
why didn't you just start your own coffee company? Yeah, uh, that's the whole like scaling thing. Okay, when you like you were interviewing that guy the other day that wants to do good and send kids around the world, right? I did a semester abroad in uh, uh, Rotterdam. Uh, <laughs> business law, you never, never guess what I went for. Oh my God, I still remember trying to fucking talk the police into that we were French when they caught us like in the fountain in the middle of the night in the fucking roundabout. Like, quick, the cops are coming. Pretend we're French. They'll never know where we're from. Oh, yeah, that was. Anyway, yeah, semesters abroad teach you a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things. So, yeah, I totally got his deal. And it is, it will, his goal's audacious. He'll do it. But scaling up, what I heard in that was fast, fast, fast. Eh. Mm. That's why I got out of it. There's, uh, you, you get, <laughs> it's an addiction like anything else. It's so fun. It's so adrenaline driven. It, it's so like me conscious focused when you try to scale things and you want to go fast. <sighs> he kept asking like why some things, people's why. Okay. Why do you want to go fast? And why do you want to scale? And why do you want to make anything past what you can touch and feel and impact directly? Like, there's a lot of fucked upness a lot of places. And once you realize, like, you can't fix it all, but if you start zone zero, work outward, one literal foot at a time, it's the best you can do. Or you can okay. well, well, let's go, out let's go to that. So everybody kind of knows that you're you're just on this wild journey. Um, but stepping one foot out or even zero feet out and taking care of yourself, um, you kind of took on a big thing, overcame a goal or overcame a fear, which was kind of a yeah. goal of yours. Um, and I put it in the in the thumbnail, but what Tell me about, uh, tell me about, I think it was last week that you, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, was it last week? Holy shit. It was a week ago. Yeah. Go back to my Facebook and watch that video. Uh, yeah. So 13 years ago, uh, I forget it was my mom's whatever. I won't tell you birthday, older birthday. <laughs> and, uh, she was like, let's go skydiving. Cause she's fucking crazy bitch. And, uh, <laughs> we were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we went out to the desert in Arizona and uh, I was a big fat fuck and they had a dude who like if I stepped on the scale just right could probably tandem me and uh, he got That's hurt. Exactly like, what you want to hear too when you're flying out of a plane for the first time. Yeah, well it has to do with I think it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, because he's got to take that weight uh, coming down. Uh so yeah, he he got himself hurt. So they're like, "Sorry, you can't go." I'm like, ah, she's like, "I'm going." Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, it was great." So sh when you're tandem skydiving, the last thing you have to do is get out of the way so the dude who's flying the chute can land. Because if you're just hanging like a dead parrot, like your feet are lower than theirs because you're clipped onto them, <laughs> and then your toes drag, and then boom, your face drags, and then the chute drags you through the desert. Which is what happened to my mom because they can't test you. Like you got enough core strength to lift your legs, lady. Uh huh. Okay, in the plane you go. There's no way to test it. Uh. So yeah, yeah. So, dun dun dun. Five years ago, I quit drinking. <laughs> There's my little uh, fellowship pin that Candace got nice. me for uh for doing that. Yeah, that was all part of it, right? I had to. Like, first, I had to chuck myself out of fucking corporate America and feeding the death machine, feeding the death cult. Once I realized, like, oh, dude, you are just throwing gas fire on the death cult. Mm, stop it. Stop. So, yeah, golden handcuffs had to go, uh, which meant, uh, yeah, when, when I told the ex, like, yeah, baby, I'm just done making money like that. Like, I'm going to make lots of money. We're going to fucking roll. But not like that anymore. <laughs> Wife. It didn't kids, go very well. Frank Lloyd Wright house overlooking the Olympic Mountains. Swim club, tennis club. Sailboat. All of it gone. 
but it was the right fucking thing to do. It was the right thing to do. So, yeah, it, mm, you've got to follow your passion. And I, mm, once you see a thing, you can't unsee it. Once you know you're doing evil, mm, you're like, uh, this is like, even though it was a great permaculture farm, it was a, it was a good system. The BlackRock guys were sweating us down and had already bought half of the company. We're in the middle of buying the other half and merging it and selling it to a third entity who was just, they did, fucked everybody. So, yeah, ejected. So, yeah, eject, just keep doing the right thing, right? Just following the passion and trying to help people directly, one human at a time, or 10 or five, whatever the case was. And just so you taking... went skydiving to do that. <laughs> no, that was like that was I had to lose I had to quit drinking to lose the weight to be able to fucking pull off the skydiving properly. I've been talking about going skydiving for like three years. Soon as I heard wingsuit. Oh fuck, that's such a great song. <laughs> Band Oregon with Candace, yeah. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm fucking getting a wingsuit. <laughs> and she's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, so she bought me that gift certificate like three years ago. I forgot what it was. I was doing soon. Yeah, you know what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to fucking fly. Got me the whole thing with the video package, the whole deal. And it's just been sitting on the calendar. Well, I had to be a certain age so that if I splatty splatted my kids, like there was way less paperwork to do. So that happened in June. <laughs> so, you know, I haven't been up any, like I haven't been like teetering over the edge of Mount St. Helens in a while or jumping on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cliff jumping's about the last thing I've been doing on my snowboard, mm -hmm. but it's in the crazy lane. No, everyday driving, I guess with me is like, that was the funniest thing. So, yeah, the whole, oh, man, I got the best skydive instructor. Yeah, I get there. I get assigned Vlad from Moldova. Fucking steel balls. It was great. I used just a brick shit house. Like, okay, this is great. He was shorter than me, but that didn't matter. He was tough. So he, like, made the whole thing into, like, just choreography for the video. Like, Here's how it's got to roll if you want it to fucking look cool. I was like, oh, okay, you got my attention. Yeah, let's make this thing look cool. So, yeah, it uh, it was all the same safety bullshit and all the... If you watch the video, like, when he gives me the, like, safety tap, I immediately go into, like, flight mode, and then I'm flying us around. And notice we're not spinning or anything. We're tracking hard. The uh, uh, Well, okay, if you're going to skydive... Okay, two things. Get two chairs out and stick them as far apart as you are and put your fingertips or your, okay, you could cheat. Put your palms on one chair, put the tips of your toes on the other chair and make sure it's tall enough that you can kind of bow and just hang from your hands and your toe tips for four minutes. Just hang there. Don't do anything. Don't even try to move a muscle. Just hang there. If you could get up and walk around the next day you got a shot. <laughs> so, yeah, I like, uh, I did you went that down before down. or did you figure that out after? No. So, I've been going to iFly. I've been three times uh, to do the wind tunnel fly, uh, free fall. So, you learn how to, uh, you learn what a meat sack feels like at 183 miles an hour zipping through the liquefied air. <laughs> um, you know, you're driving a race car, and if you literally move like your pinky finger, you're going to start to opposite spin. It, you have to be symmetrical. So learning how to stay in that tube of air without bonking into the walls and, like, just staying in the middle of the stream is what you have to – you have to prove to them you can kind of go forward, go backward, left and right, and up and down, and then – you get flight suits in the tunnel with big handles on them, and the dude stands on the screen because if he's standing right, he doesn't fly because he's up and down ways. So yeah, they hold your little bodysuit for a while till you feel it. And then once once like okay, you got it, and then they let you fly around. 
So do that first. It's worth spending the whatever. Blow a hundred bucks, go like three times. Buy it on Groupon for sure. Get half off. Uh, but but yeah, that and being able to like go grab a chin up bar at the at the school or you know a gymnasium or whatever, and like, can you literally put your feet up to a ninety degree angle? One at all. Two. Can you do it for uh, three to four seconds? I mean, when they come down and they're like, you don't have to pay attention to anything. He's like, now, you know, and it's dead silent because there's right next to, you know, up your feet go and it just land. It was nice enough where we just like, and then he popped the shoot extra and we like, whoop, stood right up and sat on a pillow. Fair enough. Yeah, it was, God, it was, oh, okay. When the doors open and that little effing plane and you're like sitting right next to it and it's open and you're like, ah, oh my God. Well, you didn't see in the videos. I had that other seatbelt and you couldn't see the way I left, like wrapped around my other arm, like a fucking python, like ripping my thing off. And, and then like, if you kind of see me like stick my foot out a little bit, like, holy shit. After I, oh, he goes, try to stick your hand out. i like, you're like i forget you're going 200 miles an hour like geez, going by the hall you're just hitting into a wall like oh you can't get my hand out the door like he's like try to do your foot like i couldn't get my foot like inch out i'm like oh so i can't just How fall do you get your out body out do they stall the plane uh yeah yeah once you get up there like that's where we were climbing once you get up they go a little slower but uh so you go by the door and you put your feet like literally on, you you fight them out and then stick them underneath the plane, like under the plane. Cause you know how, when you like fall out, you're in that flying. Well, halfway to getting there is having your feet Uh under you, not not, falling, right? So you stick them to the plane. And that's what, look at those old videos and people are like standing on the wings and shit flying around. Something about being right next to the foil, the air just goes around you. Like once you once you get them out the door, they stick right next to the plane. I think your legs would be like, ah, but not. And then yeah, and then uh, yeah, we were first out, so you have to make sure your head's out of the way so you don't knock them out. <laughs> but there's the auto shoot poppers and all that too. But yeah, yeah, he's like for the video, just he's like just tell the chick something fucking crazy that's next in line right when we go out the door which i later i'm like ah he just says that so he knows which way your head's going as he chucks you out the door like brilliant (laughs) (laughs) he's done it once or twice (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's so funny okay so we get to the ground and i'm like oh fucking vlad i love you uh so i gave him a coupon for anything on my website like you could just fuck up Jewelry for his girlfriend for like 50 bucks. I was like, dude, I lived 50 bucks. Is, yeah, <laughs> well worth the price. <laughs> he hasn't used it yet. I don't know if people don't <laughs> think I'm serious when I give them coupons. Like, this is just money. <laughs> like, you can, I was like, you can even give it away. If you know a coffee freak or whatever, just give me your code. Money, right? It it amazes me when I do like a giveaway and people don't claim their shit or, uh, get their stuff and never use it i mean it's i mean whatever it is what it is the crazy thing is okay so on my website you can get like literally like should be 70 bucks a pound coffee for 25 so uh fuck you can get like vintage jewelry can't all that stuff on there's like real silver real stone like you could just steal silver off this i'm just gonna uh like i don't know don't know. I mean, I'm oh, anyway, okay. About, so, okay, so chuck myself out of the airplane, right? To uh, I don't know. It was another. It was another frontier that had to be crossed, and it took a certain amount of getting me in shape to get to the frontier. And at the same time, I've been working on, you know, working on myself mentally a little bit. Uh, if you notice, I've been doing the podcast for like I don't know nine ten months or whatever no i you had some good advice your feedback one day was like hey if you're just gonna do silly shit what's the point and i was like yeah what is the point what is the point this is so much time and energy 
and it wasn't like really building an audience and like hmm, nobody I didn't mean to it. discourage you i just wanted you to talk more about what the fuck you, uh the stuff you knew and the the knowledge you were laying out but right no that's the whole like all the way back around to what we're gonna get to with the with the two camp things is nobody wants to have a discussion any level on anything other than just surface bullshit as soon as you're like okay let's go nothing not even any uh, uh, yeah nothing so yeah i like man i was laying down if you go back and listen i did 187 episodes or whatever there is literally an episode called a billion dollar idea if you wanted to go play the rah rah, get the capital, do the grants and fundings to rehab dead downtown, oh fucking, you could billion dollars. I can tell you how to do it for forty bucks a month if you become a subscriber to the C four. I'll actually consult you how to do it. I just don't want to play that game anymore. But yeah, I get, you know, it, for sure, man. I get it. There's so. so much good info in those in those old shows, like. Oh, for sure. Think about HR in relation to you and your career and their goals, right? Versus your wants and desires, how to get what you want. Yeah, there's there's wisdom in all those old shows. But yeah, nobody wanted to interact. No feedback. No nothing. So fuck it. Onward. I am going to. So you. So you. You all. You need to to give out information that's just who you are that, that i see that in you all the time um so the podcast was an outlet for it uh right. and your your c4 club and that membership coming with just knowledge and exchange i mean our our message between each other is always just ideas back and forth um so you stop the podcast there has to be something that fills that void there's well, nature oh, yeah, well, the vacuum. nature right. abhors the vacuum so what is filling the Brian Norton education of other people background or vacuum? Okay, just like you were talking with him about his wave thing the other day, right? And my whole thing is wave theory of everything just goes in cycles and you gotta ride with them, which means you have to have projects that are your you know, your one year project, your five-year project didn't mean you're like 20-year project and fucking i'm just gonna keep putting them out there because i don't know whatever I, i'm sure my heart's gonna explode away before they're all done but <laughs> eh, i'm gonna roll dice they they've been wrong about everyone so far uh so yeah if you think about it when did we buy that land seven years ago we bought that land and we looked for two years before that so really the project at the current stage where everyone else can see like, oh, it's a real thing, <laughs> is uh, that 10-acre permaculture camp that's become a nice hip camp now over on Long Branch Peninsula, Washington. Uh, camp Sunny Key. S-U-N-E-E-K-E-Y. Camp Sunny Key. Dot com. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's my vision and getting more to it every day i literally moved like i don't know like five yards of dirt yesterday by hand with a shovel because you don't need a permit for clearing if you don't use machinery da, da, da. <laughs> you're gonna look at that thing from the satellite there's gonna be a whole amphitheater built in that hillside and they're gonna be like fuck how do you do that without a permit yeah it's called a shovel <laughs> oh uh, oh, but I got so many agates out of that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I'm building a 10-acre, mm, it's my Disneyland. I don't know, uh, a place where you could, like, go be a kid, like, find a rope, find a tire, hang it up, make a fucking tire swing, you know? I don't do stuff. Have fun. Enjoy. Like, literally at the gate, it's like reality ends here. <laughs> and all the way back out, it's like reality that way. Yeah, the land before time. The cell signal fucking sucks. The valley has no reception for anything right now, which is going to change sooner or later. But, you know, it 
Is it though? So, I'm in Tennessee and there's no signal. Uh, uh, yeah, no, probably not. Hopefully not. Uh, the neighbor says the Verizon wants to stick a tower on its thing, but whatever. Whatever. If I sell across the street, I sell across the street. He can deal with Sergio. So yeah, we're gonna. We want to try to help the farming guy on our one side, sell him our other lot, and <clears throat> put a little fuel on the other fires. But the uh, so yeah, so we the place got to be big enough to have people come out and camp and have events. We built a stage. Um, so. It's got a half mile walking trail around the perimeter. A bunch of internal trails are getting built. Um, so yeah, basically, my other well, okay, entheogenic medicine is. Oh yeah, I wear the perfect shirt. Dun dun dun. Let's see, can you see it? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. Drug war veteran. For for the for the listening audience only, his shirt says "Drug War Veteran" with a big mushroom in the middle. Oh, it's a mushroom with a in the middle of a pot leaf. Oh yes, so, yeah, the mushroom in the, the middle of the pot leaf. Excuse me. And the front of my shirt says "Entheogenic Medics Division 420. because somebody had to shepherd the medicine through the dark ages. When they were literally hunting to kill, capture, or cage you to keep the medicine away from sick people. Somebody had to do that work. Somebody did that work. Some bodies got chucked in fucking holes and beat and raped and robbed. Some bodies paid the price so you can now walk into a dispensary and order some fucking gummies, right? Some bodies paid that price for you so i sell these t-shirts that are made by a human not a click to buy and literally laid down cash money and paid another human hand to make them i have them in inventory says five dollars from the sale of every shirt goes to help with ptsd research and i'm not blowing smoke up your ass i'm not sending it anywhere it's literally going to buy a tab of acid or a bar of mushroom chocolate for somebody suffering that needs to come out and whatever they need to do, chill, cry, walk, tell me some shit. I don't know. But that, that, sorry, sorry. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. That's what we built. That's what I built it for. That's it has two purposes. Babe, can you come grab the puppies if you're home? Sorry. <laughs> Maybe he'll chill some, but that's that's what I built it for. It you know, and I've been, I've been in the cannabis industry. I have a CBD store, which is probably gonna get nuked at this point. Uh is you can't say you're treating anybody for anything. You have to pretend medicine doesn't work. You have to pretend Seattle made psychedelics illegal. The FDA is stamping all kinds of clinical trials, all kinds of them, all around the world. There's ibogaine centers all over Mexico, all over South America. People are going down there and getting rid of opioid addictions in like 24 hours, 48 hours. So yeah, the shit doesn't work, never worked. On oh, fucking A. At what point? And okay, do you have gold-plated healthcare? Can you get yourself into a clinical trial and a super fancy white-shirted blue robe thing to go pray to the fucking money gods to have somebody pay somebody else a half a million dollars so you can sit on a pretty couch in a lab? Like, really? Do you really think that's gonna like derive more healing? And taking the same medicines, maybe hooking up some plant midis and playing the sounds of nature amplified while you just lay on the forest floor. I don't know. I don't know. I roll the fucking dice on not going to the doctors every chance I can get. Because every time I go there, it gets like whatever I have gone for in the past, anything has gotten worse or not better. 
until I got pissed off enough at them to figure out what they didn't fucking know and just fix it immediately with a plant cure. Or something simple like hydrogen peroxide or rubbing alcohol or just something stupid because it's not in any Western doctor's best interest to fix or cure anything ever. Treatment, 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 treatment. They never say cure ever. It's not their, it's not their goal, right? I, I'm a trained economist. <laughs> I was. I was one class away from getting my econ major when I ejected because I just wanted to go make money. But if you do the supply and demand curve, when you become a doctor, you join a trade union. You agree to artificially shrink the supply, right? Curve moves in. Whole curve moves in. You've artificially agreed to shrink the supply of care. So it raises so, the cost. So you, of care. so you wanted to teach people, so you made a class uh, at your thing, right? For weekends. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That loops back around. So I got the whole like PTSD thing, right? Like, let's go do. You want to come out? Come out. Church of the Squirming Coil. It's in the comments. It's the third one down from the top. Uh, I am a licensed pastor. You can pay me, and then what you tell me can never be compelled out of me by any court in the USA. So <clears throat> that's why I'm a good person to come walk around the woods with if that's what you need. Uh, so that's that side of it. And then, yeah, so I was the youngest Eagle Scout, Troop 782. Uh, uh, yeah, Ken Bergen was my scout master. He's long dead right now, but I put him in for Scoutmaster Hall of Fame. He's insane. He 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 put up with so much shit. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I, once you get older and realize like how much shit we gave him, and how much shit like the parents on the backside were given, like oh get little Johnny who sucks at that to pass, and you know oh, oh. <laughs> a saint, a saint. Um, but yeah, like I've been camping since I was. Uh, First time I remember, I was three. I got put on one of those doggy runs where you're like, you snap the kid into the zippy zip line. I just went to the fucking end of it as far as I could in the woods and just screamed until they unclipped me. Uh, so, yeah, I've been, uh, man, I've summited Mount Baldy, Mount St. Helens, Mount Eleanor, Mount Margaret, uh, right? Half of them in hiking boots, half of them in Birkenstocks. Because, uh, it's really not how fast you climb the mountain. It's like, are you intent on getting to the top? Yes or no. That's it. Gear, meh. Every time I think about people bitching about, oh, I can't go do the bub. Do you realize they climbed Mount McKinley in like 18 fucking 90? Like there was no Thinsulate. There was no Gore-Tex. There was like some seal blubber footies and on you went yeah. 30,000 foot mountain no no ski boots no rappelling bullshit no avalanche beacons so you go climbing mountains so yeah just yeah I heard <laughs> so much stuff lately I've been looping through like so much crazy math um, oh sorry wilderness survival <laughs> Keep the battleship pointed forward. Uh, okay, uh, wilderness survival weekends, right? How can we, <laughs> how can we use the property better? Getting back to the whole Boy Scout thing and like camping and all that, and then the scouts going woke and all the fuck that. So even having like the Squatch Fest and rolling that and watching people come out and camp and then watching the hip campers come out and camp. I like blew a gasket yesterday because they thought it'd be great to find my Oriental rugs, toss them in the mud, and then just leave them there and roll out as it rained. <clears throat> like, wait, do you even have Oriental rugs in your house? Oh, wait, you don't have a house. <laughs> like, fuck, what would give you the idea to chuck that in the mud and leave it there? It's And it's always the campers with kids, right? Because they're busy running around, their kids are fucking in, and there's always just booze bottles galore smashed in the fireplace so 
I was like, you know what? Okay. Zone zero, check, check. Zone one is my next square foot out. That is the goddamn 10 acres I control. Like, I am allowing camping to happen on it. Like, okay, I'm going to start to happen to camping instead of camping happening to me. <laughs> and let's train these motherfuckers how to camp. Like, they don't understand. Pack it in, pack it out. Like, now, as soon as I get a bring, your hip camp's been rented, I'm going to message them. Like, have you read my policy on pack it in, pack it out? Can you please reiterate that to me in one or two sentences? Because I just added last night a $50 fine for any piece of trash left or more, depending on how much shit I have yours I have to take care of. And the second one was um, $100 fine if you cut any living upright tree. People are just grabbing the machetes that I leave and go clear the... No, they're grabbing the fucking machetes that I leave out for them to like clear a little, you know, something's poking you, clear your space out a little bit. No, they're just going around like fucking just randomly machete in the pine trees now. And it's always the campers with, oh, golden babies that can do no wrong. Kind of like teachers, right? <laughs> Kids like never are not fucking shits. No. So, okay. Got it. I taught my kids how to camp. Like at the end of being camping, you go, okay, kids, you got 10 minutes to go pick up every fucking piece of trash in this hundred square foot perimeter. Go. Right. And when they're done, I go see you. And if I find one, yeah, we're not stopping for like Coney Island. Like you didn't respect the land let alone the lesson of whose land. (laughs) I don't even care if it's a state park, you know, it is going to be. And and I didn't say, go pick up our trash. I said, if there's a piece of trash in this 100 square foot area, there's going to be a problem. Right. Right. Respect the land, like the lesson of ownership and all that. And who's that? That's second. We can get to that once you get the, like, it's not your fucking land. Pick that shit. Leave it better than you found it. And then more likely than not, you might get asked back. So, yeah, who who will build the roads, right? I'm an anarchist. You're an anarchist. Everybody throws that in our face every fucking day. Yeah, suck a dick. I will build the motherfucking roads. Mile and a half of it. I have. Ten acres. I have. See a problem with the children. Fixing it. See a problem with medicine being withheld from society. Fixing it, right? See a problem with people being killed, caged, and tortured. Working on it. I'm even working on a strategy to blow this fucking jail place of ours. Should we? Uh, should we need a backup plan with secondary citizenship based around ecotourism and coffee? So yeah, my uh, my El Salvador Eco Farm Coffee Village project on Telegram is no bullshit. And if you listen to me tell the story about Camp Suniki 11 years ago, you would have thought the same thing. So, eh, eh, you know, what am I going to do next? I don't know. So uh, what's moving looking... this weekend? And what can people, uh, what should people know about it and, and signing up for it? And what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I could talk way too fast. Wilderness Skills Weekends is a seven weekend series it's going to be over like four months because i got seahawks games yeah go uh that gotta be gone to and you know like fall tours for anniversaries and epic cities that gotta be gotta be attended but uh so i picked out like what are the seven like things that like you if if you went to my little seven week class from like never doing anything but being in your little cubicle to like terrified of the woods like you know what would you need to do so like weekend one shelters so i'm a lecture for an hour on shelter like basically like what is it like at the biggest like Ah, it's to keep like the rain and the wind off us so we don't get hypothermia like let's not get confused like that's the thing it, it can be as simple as a blue tarp rolled up like a donut huddled under a tree, right? And, and, and you know, hammocks, 
tense, two person tense, underlay, uh, all the bullshit, whatever I can blab for an hour. But I'm thinking they don't know anything. So whomever shows up, we're going to start where they are. And if some people are obviously way further ahead, fantastic. <laughs> you just got recruited. <laughs> so I figured like, you know, the whole like, see it or hear it, you know, do it, teach it kind of thing. Uh, and then kind of like get up the next day, refresh some learning shit, do a little like, you know, who could put up the tents the fastest? I don't know, whatever. Some little mini competitions that I'm going to just make up on the fly from all the Boy Scout jamboree shit that had... Candace is an ex-scout master, so she knows a thousand, you know, ropes and knot games and all the all the things you need to build proficiency and skills, and you can't do wrong. Like there is no wrong. Like you made it out. Like boop boop boop, you get your patch. Uh, yeah, like weekend two basics of hiking. Just thinking about like, hey, am I really in shape? Like if I'm going out and back. I got to get back. Like. I shouldn't go till I think there's 50% in the tank in case I'm a little wrong. Uh, just, you know, just, just, uh, do I, do I get a new pair of shoes and go right out? Like, or maybe I need to go see my high school track a few times. I'm just trying to save them pain along the way. Somebody that did it and, you know, I'm all scarred up for a reason. You know, black. How's the response then? Have you started yet? Uh, this was supposed to be weekend one. Uh, I took, I took it down when I woke up this morning, I said midnight last night. Um, so zero out of zero <laughs> sent to like 5,000 Facebook people. I was like, okay, I've never bought ads. Who's, I'm going to fucking. Who's close enough? Like, do you you bought ads on Facebook? Yeah, I spent 30 bucks <laughs> targeted to their, you know, auto targeted by the AI and all the bullshit and like nothing, not even a, not even a like. Click on the ask a question like, hey, can I come do a rave in the fucking woods instead? <laughs> Nothing. So yeah, that's, that, a no, that's a normal question to ask. Oh, dude, if it was like in the in, on the <laughs> West Coast, a five hour run for us to go do a thing is like for a weekend is like meh. The concert venue's three hours. Portland's two and a half, three with traffic. I would run down to Eugene if somebody was holding a cool workshop. That's like five. Run up to the Canadian border, like four. It, you oh, know, it's I, like a, say someone contacted you and asking if they could have a rave in the woods instead of a wilderness weekend. Is is that a normal question you would expect? Oh, if they've seen my other social medias, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I would fucking let's go. I'd bring the gear. If they're like, hey, you're the only ticket bot, then that's what we're fucking doing. We put tents up if you want to. And the crazy thing was, right, for 100 bucks for a couple or 60 bucks for a single, and that includes one kid per paying adult. I didn't want someone with eight kids to be pay for two and like, hey, feed 11 of us. Because I'm feeding you Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. I'm feeding you four meals and you're camping for 50 for bucks. bucks. Yeah. Well, for a couple, 50 bucks a head. Yeah. Or 60 for a single or like make a friend, bring two. But fucking I mean, hey, Jesus, I, that sounds like a pretty decent weekend for, uh, if for you like do that. nothing, if you're like, ah, don't teach me shit, just cook for me. I'm going to camp here uh, and feed me. I'm going to camp yeah. on your property and you're going to feed me for a hundred dollars right. a weekend. I take it's, it. I keep making things so fucking stupidly cheap, right? Because it's it's about value for value, right? It's worth way more than that. I've paid way more than that for way less than that. It, like, yeah, it just it blows my mind. Blows my mind. <laughs> I don't know if it's because. In this media age, right? People click one click further and like look into who they're gonna do. Oh, like, oh wait, free minds and free markets is his motto. Like he's an evil motherfucker. It, or like, oh, he names things what they are. Like we can't force him to modify his speech no matter how hard we cry. Yes. Like, so is that the like Right, because Candace is like convinced that's the limiting factor. Like you're so abrasive. I'm like I'm not abrasive. I just call a thing a thing. Like I'm I'm the one who did it unhinged from reality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
don't know if people are such I don't know what you call that now, like can't be around reality, like a real actual live wire just scares the shit out of them. I don't know, man. <laughs> I like, don't what's know. the worst that will happen? You'll hear some shit that's going to challenge your fucking beliefs. But I mean, for the Wilderness Skills Weekends, if you notice, there's no poly- there's no nothing on the advertising. It's as vanilla as it can get. And that got sent out to all the like golf folks that are in the sub kick down from like Tiger Woods's like first tee. So it went to some like pretty decently affluent demographic like, oh yeah, we should we should we're not teaching our kid about the whole outdoors. Here's a super easy entry point. It was like super easy. But is that what they want? Is that what the is that what the super affluent people that are, their kids are playing Tiger Woods tee up want or is it the no, no, adult. I got to take the opportunity. Hey, 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 hold, like, on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Is it the adult that that has to work two jobs, or mom and dad both have to work, and they don't have time to take the kid fucking camping, or maybe no, they do I... have time, but they don't want to do it because they're too fucking tired. Maybe those are the people that need to benefit from learning how to camp. If you want to teach the children how to be better, you need to teach the children, not the fucking parents. It's a hundred percent that. But at the same point, that's what Chicken Joe's already like. Hey, like, we should like this, you know, help out some kids and all that. And I was like, uh huh, no. Like, I am never my or my. It was my mom. She is a she's a like special needs teacher, right? So she's I I want to teach them and all that, but I clearly understand liability and I understand the current culture. I will. So I told her I will never ever be alone with somebody else's kid ever. Just never going to happen. I didn't say like, anything about being alone. With no, I know, but that's the who needs it the most? The kids whose parents are the most fucked up. Yeah, they need to get dragged out no, there. No, no, no. I'm talking about, you need to target you need to target the 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 family weekend people that are at home. The dad's trying to figure out how to how to get with his kid that's eight years old, or dad's trying to figure out who to get with his kid that's ten years old, and you're giving them a vehicle to go do that. Or yeah, mom or the, wants like, to get I want with you to be her tomboy daughter and learn right. something that she likes being outside. No, the my people three daughters that are quick looking Girl for a cause... way to understand how to be outside and yeah, learn they, they the love of being camp. there. Yeah, they the Girl Scouts. Let, so yeah, I need people who want to go into Scouts for all the good stuff, the values, the like, the learning shit, the getting up, all that, right? But not with the like current social political no, just stop right there just stop it's, not even it's want boys... to go with the scouts they want to learn to be outdoors right that's it but but yeah maybe they're resistant to do scouts for the other stuff and it's like hey this is that without any of it it just this is just skills and then i don't even think basically... you need to bring up scouts i think you just need parents that are looking to spend time with their kids and learn skills yeah, and people who are further along campers that are good car camping, like we camp all the time. Well, shit, it literally is fifty bucks to come out. I'm going to feed you four times. Come out and help teach. Just you putting up your tent, like literally, they're going to watch you, and you can help them, like learn the. Yeah, it's it's that. It. I figure most of this is going to you- be the free time and hanging around the campfire at night. Uh-oh. They found us out. They're on. Da, da, da. No, you're back. It doesn't it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be um just you teaching. It can be an experienced camper ha- using the facility to teach their child something or maybe somebody wants to come out and teach other people and you can say, "Hey dude, um you know, throw that uh, throw that $100 down to $50 so um to cover your food and I'll teach a class for whoever shows up. Um, yeah, that you're a hundred percent. And uh, so we've got a fifth wheel now on the property. We are ready to move to the next level and have a onboard host. If they want to take an old fifth wheel and make it theirs, but there's going to have to be some like super contractual, like getting shit done. Like, 
The only person I would consider to come out there is somebody who is like, man, I don't have 25 years to make all the money to buy the land to start this project when I'm 45. Like, I would like to start it now. Great. Ship ahead 35 years. I did the hard work for you. Come out and set up your permaculture or wilderness skills or whatever teaching business or take over my wilderness skills weekends class. I've set it up. Take the money. Come do it. Um, do it. I, if a doer shows up, that's the problem. If I try to give somebody the thing that's already in motion, try giving businesses away before people don't understand all the shit that went up to like getting it that far and just like half-ass it and like doesn't go ah. like. But if you have a skill or can make money off of the land, I if I was out there twenty-four-seven, I'd be making biochar non-stop non-stop yeah. at, at 48 dollars a cubic foot and that's not even selling the the carbon credits back you go out and make biochar take all the money from the sale just let me sell the carbon credits how about that deal hey man uh we're in an hour why don't you tell people where they can find out more about your crazy ass uh, how to get a hold of you? Maybe uh, I I think they should definitely consider being in your coffee club because as goofy as you are, you know what you're talking about, and um, and just just the just the the inspirational conversations that you put out is worth the forty bucks a month to join. So um, you get two pounds of coffee on or uh, what is that a pound or two two pounds no, of coffee on two top? pounds? You get fifty bucks worth of stuff out of my store. Which right for now is two pounds bucks, a pop. And then you, for you still bucks. get your shit on top of it. So uh, I yeah, definitely yeah, encourage it, people to check that out. But where do they find you? Where do where can they find you? So, so foodforestfarms.com, right down around the screen, is the landing page for it all. If There's a little thing that says marketplace. If you go to that drop down, that's all the people that are in the coffee club that want that have businesses or are selling something or a service, whatever. That's part of being in the club is I give you a free web page. So if you already have your own web page, you're at least getting bounce back traffic, which is huge. My page has been up for, I don't know, 15 years or something like that. It's all it's old. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Where else do you get a webmaster to build you a page and run it and run you a web store for, well, I was going to say free. It's not. It's $40 a month. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the coffee, too. So Yeah, you get the coffee. You could get silver jewelry. You don't have to. I call it a coffee. I say I always say coffee club all the time. It's It's a value exchange. I'm giving you 50 bucks worth of material and unlimited consulting and whatever uh so yeah foodforestfarms.com but really telegram is where I, I like will answer stuff immediately so the squatch fest has its own one my el salvador <laughs> project has its own one uh well yeah if i'm in the woods i got no signal you're not i'm not getting he's, he's in a different time continuum dimension so it, it immediately may mean other things in different dimensions yes immediately means i will check it at least once a day <laughs> I think if you call my, so if you go foodforcefarms.com, the bottom of any of the pages, there's contact us. There's, that's my real phone number. You get to be a dick one time. Blah. I think I bought like 8,600 numbers blocked. So yeah, I mean, you know, make it ring at 3 a.m. Block. <laughs> You're not mom. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm easy to get. If you like start out with, hey, my name's Joe. I saw you on. Or I have the idea to save the motherfucking world. That's not a Bitcoin scam. <laughs> That's a yeah. great sign up for 40 bucks a month and then tell me all about it. And I'll have great conversation. I'm going to help you drive that project forward. But yeah, other just let me get to the motherfucking point, right? That's it. Get yeah. to the point. Give me your elevator pitch, like the thing, like what are we going to do together in the future? That's going to be epic. Just say it, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this. Great. Okay. Boof. Assume the sale. <laughs> I'm excitable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I, uh, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, bullshitting for a little while. 
I think you're froze. I might be froze. I don't know. We're all froze. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I forgot the whole hat. Hold on. Oh, my favorite hat. Where are you? Oh, yeah. So Scrappy got uh, Scrappy got paralyzed, and I had to get him a jacket. So now he's a service dog. So I scammed his, uh, I scammed his patch. <laughs> but he walked again yesterday. The video's out. Saw, the short. The Go video. look on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It went fucking epically Scrappy. viral. Fantastic. He, so. he looks like he's a sailor, but you know, he's doing fine. All right, kick All right, me man. out of here. Say goodbye. To I, uh, I appreciate you coming out. I'll catch you later. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that uh, was an interesting chat with uh, Mr. Norton from foodforestfarms.com. You can check out the, the video description, the audio description for a link to his site and also a 5% off uh, coupon. That's a lots five, anything at his store. You get 5% off. Eh, maybe you message me. Maybe you have a 30-minute chat. Maybe I can get you a better deal than that. But uh, definitely check out the man's coffee. Uh, if you're in the Pacific Northwest and you're looking for something to do on a weekend, I think 50 bucks a piece for a couple to come out and get fed a bunch of times and spend some uh, quality time outdoors is a fantastic idea. So definitely look it up, foodforestfarms.com. Hey, this has been another episode of Lots to Talk About. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider sharing it. I appreciate it. Every share helps. And uh, hey, we will catch up with you next time. I can feel the sun.